Hello everybody and welcome to episode 19 of Kittle Who, where we talk fun stuff like movies, TV shows and video games. My name is Jamie and co-hosting with me as always, the boy with the best hair in the business, Rory Kidd. It's a sad episode today. Bittersweet. A bittersweet episode. I feel like we've gone to 19 episodes, we've done 19 straight weeks and we should be proud of that. Well... <laughs> no, we should be proud of this. And I I've wouldn't say you... straight weeks. Well, yeah. Well, well, we've we've tactically recorded some off con- out of context episodes in case we missed any weekends. Yeah. So we've uploaded nineteen weeks consecutively. Sure, we've we've done enough content the last nineteen. Bar weeks. the I, I thought about this the other day. Um, bar the first, but bar the second week, because we started the week oh, before you went to Spain, I went to didn't Spain. You? Yeah, you went to Spain. That was October. That was only blipping a radar, wasn't it? We started in October. Yeah, man, it's been long. Um, it's been for quick. those of you who, who are, are unaware of uh, the news Rory's implying, uh, I, myself, Jamie, the man, the myth, the writer the of this podcast, <laughs> the host of this podcast, uh, I'm emigrating to Australia next week, so I shan't be here. Now, this podcast might continue in some scenario, some vein. Uh, I'll try. I think Rory should try it and maybe bring Cam and Gregor on as, as uh, permanent chairs. I mean, the good thing about if... I come up with an idea. Cam lives here, so he does live here. So we could always just set up and record while we're talking right now. He is literally next door, getting dressed. He's getting dressed. He's on night shift tonight. Gonna keep us safe. We go. He's his the hero. We, we hero. The hero. Edmund didn't know he needed, but the hero we deserve. The hero we deserved. Um. So I'm a uh, quick housekeeping for everyone. Uh, you can still find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. We upload a new episode every Monday morning. So if that fits in your commute, give us a download. And if you can, human beings, leave us a not so harsh review. We're a bunch of five-star men, so hopefully that reflects in your reviews. I'm a five-star man! Yes, you are, Rory. You are. Anyway, um, we'll dive straight into the news. We've got a pretty good episode coming for you. We didn't really know what Ooh, to write and what to news. do for my last episode. I wanted to do something special. I always wanted to do a Batman episode. Yeah. And our uh, our logo for the podcast is a picture of you and me when we were toddlers eating beans on toast and dressed as Batman. Well, you don't know what we're doing. We're just dressed as Batman. Oh, no, in the original... Yeah, but in the original yeah, photo... They we're don't doing, know that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, if you go into Apple Podcasts, the original artwork for our podcast yeah, is still there. Yeah, so that's because of the way that we've the way that we've done this through SoundCloud. Um, the, the green image isn't up to resolution or isn't big enough pixel-wise. I don't know. No. So... What, what I do is I just add, you can add a thumbnail onto every episode so that every episode looks like that, but our original thumbnail, uh, iTunes agreed to. But yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we still look cool. Yeah. So this fine. episode will be about Batman. We'll get onto it. We'll get onto it. There's, there's some news about uh, a specific Batman movie coming up, but we'll, uh, we'll tail off the news with that and then go into our main topic. Anyway, news story number one, Rory. The long-coming sequel to Bad Boys, i.e. Bad Boys for <laughs> Life, has gotten a first look from Will Smith featuring himself and co-star Martin Lawrence. Have you seen this on Instagram? I've not. Do they look old? <laughs> they look old. <laughs> Martin Lawrence looks particularly old. Does he? He's putting on the beef as well. Like you can tell he was fat. and He, he got, was a skinny dude in the movie. But you can tell he got fat and then was told he needs to get slim for this for this film and he carries it all on the chin. Yeah. It's all on the chin. That's funny. <laughs> so revealed via Instagram, the post contains a video of Smith and Lawrence in a hotel room that bounces back and forth between a handful of frames with P. Diddy's song, Bad Boys for Life playing over the top. As with the two films, it looks like the movie will largely take place in Miami, Florida, um, Florida, as evidenced by the hotel room's palm tree aesthetic. The post was captioned by Smith saying, first look, they back. That's so good. You're excited for this, aren't you? Oh, definitely. Bad Boy, I think Bad Boys 2, I prefer over Bad Boys 1. 
um, just because of the story and yeah, Bad Boys 2 things is that better. happen. I think Bad Boys 2 is the one where he accidentally takes cocaine or LSD. That's second one. Yeah. Not LSD. I think it's Mandy. I think it's MDMA. And then he looks at a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. It's due to come out 17th of January 2020. So this bad time next boys, year. Bad Boys. Um, that was P. Diddy's song. P. Diddy's song. I did not know that. Um, so you got a whole year to wait for this. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to watch it. I like I like the second one as ridiculousness as it was. Michael Bay having some ridiculous uh, helicopter shots. Yeah. Will Smith. Is it directed by Michael Bay again? Oh, let me find out. I don't know. Oh, I can hear an alarm going. Is that Cam trying to get up? That would be one of his many. One of his 20, probably. Dude loves an alarm. Adil El Ari. What the fuck? It is not Michael Bay. Let's just say that. Okay. There's a guy called Adil El Arby. Okay. And he directed. Is apparently directing Beverly Hills Cop 4. Oh. Which I didn't know was happening. I did not know. Um, the Wiz Khalifa When I Grow Up short. Um, okay. Two episodes of Snowfall, whatever the hell that is. And a TV movie called Scalped. Cool. All right. So what a back catalog <laughs> this guy's got. Yeah. <laughs> There's a second director mentioned as well called Bilal Fala. And he directed also co-directing Beverly Hills Cop 4, wow. Scalped, and the Wiz Khalifa When I Grow Up video. So uh, they just come as a pair of these two, apparently. Very cool. Uh, is it? I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll wait for the trailer. They look like dodgy millennial characters, to be honest. Hmm. What is it with directors always need to come in pairs now? Lord and Miller. Like the Ring Lego Brothers. movie guys. Who are the Marvel brothers? And the Russo the brothers, Cohen yeah. Brothers? The Joe and Anthony Russo. Yeah. Doing um oh, yeah. yeah, they do um all the they did all the Avengers, Avengers stuff. films yeah. now. Oh yeah, a wild is. cam appeared. And he's away. Oh uh, hi. See you later. Goodbye. See tomorrow? What what, what time are you in at? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry if I woke you. Oh cool. Bye. Stay handsome. safe. Handsome man. Bye, Dad. That nope. was Cam, everybody. That was Cam. He's, he's away to work. work. What a nice guy. Yes. I love recording this podcast in his living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right, Bad Boys 2. That's Bad Boys 2. Um, new story number two, Zombieland 2. Uh, the full main cast of Zombieland is returning for its sequel. Did you know that? I did. They've taken the opportunity to do their own 10-year challenge. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. This this friggin' trend that's crossing Instagram yeah. everywhere where everyone's taking pictures of themselves and then 10 years there. posting it with them from pictures 10 years ago. Um, the Zombieland 2 poster is literally the same poster from Zombieland 1 just 10 years later. It's funny. It is funny. And they've just aged 10 years. Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Doesn't look like he's changed at all. Because everyone else were kids, really, when during the film. They've grown up significantly. Yes, they have. I'm not a massive fan of the awkward kid. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg, yeah. But, you know. So this uh, the, the uh, first movie was funny. The official title for this is actually called Zombieland Double Tap, <laughs> which was the Jesse Eisenberg. Just so that was his like uh, his mantra in Zombieland was to make sure you always uh, have a double you always, tap. You always kill someone. Yeah, when twice. you kill someone, you make yeah. sure you hit them in the head. Double tap, make sure they're down. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bill Murray, he's dead. Isn't he's, he? Yeah, but he I'm, died in that one. I'm on the IMDb <laughs> page, and he's he's credited in it. Maybe he's a zombie then. Maybe he's a zombie. <laughs> yeah. So is Dan Aykroyd though. Oh. Yeah, he wasn't in that one. No, first but one. he's in the credits. Maybe it's a Ghostbusters cast. thing. 
the story, so the synopsis for it goes, Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland as they face off against evolved zombies, fellow survivors, and the growing pains of the snarky makeshift family. So, yeah, sounds like a pretty cool sequel. Yeah. Um, I'll go and see it. I maybe won't go to the cinema because it doesn't intrigue me that much. And the movie, first movie was fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely watch it when it's available, but not for cinema prices. <laughs> it is due to come out uh, 11th of October this year. Bloody hell. Yeah, so Seems right so time, far away. The right time for Halloween. Halloween. We'll get a wee trip for Halloween for everyone that wants to go out. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I really like the first one. Um, first one was funny. And it was before Jesse Eisenberg got weird. Yeah. And hopefully he'll just go back to being cool. And that. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's kind of, he kind of plays the same character now every time. So, As of the time, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> we're recording this podcast, uh, the Hobson Shaw trailer dropped today. It did drop today. We just watched it before pressing record on the this podcast. Fast and Furious present Hobson Shaw. It's, it's yeah, colon, Hobson so it's, Shaw. It is a spinoff. Um, it's weird. It looks like a comedy, which is which for me is weird because if if you've watched the Fast and Furious movies, which I have recently, are you when doing, are you watching along with kind of funny? I am and I'm not. Right. Um, Hobbs is introduced as this badass military hunter, like he hunts bad guys. That's the Rock. That's the Rock. Yeah. And in I think in eight is when Shaw turns up. And he is an ultimate bad guy. Is he not like but they're super both... bad guy? Like he's actually yeah. really evil. Yeah. But now he's a good guy. But they're but they're both so serious in those movies. Yeah. Albeit there are some ridiculous scenes where the rock gets out of bed and flexes and breaks his cast on his arm. He's such a big man. <laughs> he's so big. So Oh my god. That sort of way What the laddie. But like they don't make it in the way of a joke. They do it in like a yeah, it's an action movie that's class. But this trailer seemed to make it look like they were just taking the piss out of themselves. The Rock must have a horrible life. Like, God, class life. Yeah, but he <laughs> needs to do so much just to sustain that massive, massive mass he's put on. Nah, he loves it, though. How many is He's the hardest working he works man in the room. Out, like, Every day. Every day. But yeah. his diet is regimented. And he has to get up at like three in the morning and eat a full meal. I wouldn't say has to. I think he wants to. Have you not heard the stories <laughs> about him having to travel around with a gym? No, like, he... he he does. Yeah. That's that he has a crew that he pays. His wife must hate they, him. They call it his wife and he kid calls must it the hate Iron him. Paradise. The Iron Paradise, is yeah. that the name of his gym? Yeah. <laughs> it follows him around whenever he's on set. But can you imagine <laughs> just like your phone going off saying, Oh, it's time to gym and you're in the middle of your meal and that happened almost every day and your wife's just like, It's family time. Fuck sit down. Give me attention. Oh no no the, the I don't know. The calm. rock seems to be a very family oriented man. He seems to love You're saying own. that because he's in the Fast and Furious movies no. and that's all about family. No, I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> he's a very family-oriented man. He was the highest paid actor. Was it last year or the year before? Was Credited actor? Probably, yeah. Credited and paid just because he did so much. I'll believe that for the last two years probably. He was in every movie. <laughs> did you ever see that film Skyscraper? I did. Was it any good? No. Don't watch it. Uh, I also watched um, the the Rampage one with the monkey. Yeah, you and Steph watched that. Yeah. Right? Steph liked it, actually. And oh. we also watched but, um, Jumanji 2. And we watched... Uh, what's the other one he's in? He was also in Baywatch. He was also in... Baywatch was a terrible film, though. The Fast movie that came out. He was also in another one. <laughs> he's, he's in too many films right now. San Andreas. San Andreas, that was, yeah. He was in so many movies. <laughs> we, we watched this trailer today, and 
I'm 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 uh, right. Is Fast and Furious because we live in the age of superhero films? Does this film now need to jump up a level and start becoming ridiculous like a superhero film? I know the stunts are all ridiculous and over the top and blown over the top. Yeah. Like in the last one, did they not like take on a submarine at one point? Yeah, they raced. They raced the submarine. Raced the submarine. Yeah. Ridiculous. And but in this, Vin Diesel drove a car from a building onto another building. Yeah, like no, through a building and in, into in Dubai. Another, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> um, in this one, it looks like Idris Elba, who is the bad guy, which I thought was great at first, and now I don't is know. a super bad guy like an evil he's a, genius yeah, like he's, he's an ai human his body is bulletproof apparently he's bulletproof he seems to be super strong because he punches well, a, he punches the rock and he goes flying well yeah also before that he punches like a uh, secure money secure police van he's also very deal like the film is aware of itself because it was a bit, yeah he, like he introduces himself as i'm the typical bad guy like be afraid yeah. that's what he says to the camera so meta very meta don't know how I feel about it. You know what? I, I, I'm interested by it. Yeah. And <clears throat> I've not been a huge fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, I am listening to Frank Kind of Funny's review of it, though, and it makes me want to go watch Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Tokyo Drift sounded amazing, actually. Yeah, listening yeah they, to they sold review. it on me. Totally. Greg Miller even said that he didn't like it. He was like, this movie's a piece of shit. But here's our synopsis. Yeah. And it sounded well, incredible. It sounded like he's the only one that didn't like it because mm. like, everyone else loved everyone it. Everyone was raving about it. I've never seen Tokyo Drift. How many fast the films one I are passed. there now? There are nine? Eight or nine, yeah. Including this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big legacy is to keep it. Yeah. Up. And it's set must I mean it sells tickets. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, this this film's due out on the second of August. So are you gonna go see it? I will. Summer maybe release. maybe depending on my situation, maybe not, maybe in the cinema. I don't know. Uh next one. This is your new story. Do you wanna go through this it? This is my new story. I heard this today. Um I've I've read up on it. I've got an IGN article on written by Australia's own Hope Corrigan. Good name. Australian's own freelance writer for IGN. How you doing, Hope? I bet you're class. Hey, gown, Hope. Uh, anyway, yeah. So the title that I put in here because of what I uh, listened to this uh, today was Nintendo Switch misses the mark but exceeds software sales. Basically, what they've done is Nintendo have reported um, by saying that over the last holiday season, so over Christmas, they sold 14.49 million Switch consoles in the last month, basically. Yeah. Um, which has increased uh, their year-on-year by 19.5%. Uh, and brings the total units of consoles to thir- uh, um, their last milestone, which I think was the Wii, um, was 22 million. And they're now at 32.27 million units for the Switch which is the best-selling console of 2018 in the United States and the best-selling Nintendo console in U.S. history. This is making huge news. I'm, I've just, on your topic, because I, I haven't read into this yet, I've just Googled it, and CNN have a huge cover on it. Really? Um, their, their title is Nintendo's Switch's, Nintendo Switch's Magic May Be Wearing Off. Um, when it was first released, Nintendo Switch console was so popular that companies struggled to ship enough devices to meet huge demand. That's true. I remember when it came out. Yeah. There wasn't enough around. Throughout to they had the one. Breath of the Wild out. Well, even the same game, and they were everyone was waiting for Mario. I yeah, I went in to buy Breath of the Wild. They didn't have it. I was like, I need to wait two weeks for it to come in. So yeah, um, the Japanese gaming giant now has a different problem. This is what CNN says: Nintendo shares plunged more than nine percent in Tokyo on Friday after it slashed its target for annual Switch sales from twenty million to seventeen million. So it's not selling as much. No, 
And I think that's where why I've said misses the mark because they were predicting they'd sell a certain amount, but they'd only sold seventeen. Well, this think, IGN article doesn't say that. I think you might. <laughs> I think you might now see a drop in price for the Switch. You might get uh, cheaper. Yeah, which would be great for you. That'd be great for me. <laughs> Um, but what what the other part of my news is that it exceeds in software sales. So because they're coming up to the end of year, end of year, so start of year, I think it's the financial year they yeah, release so, all their so we're, sales. We're and coming stuff. up to the the financial year runs from from March end of March to. So they also the, as well as their console sales, they release their top game sales, mm-hmm. and this is this is software sales as well as hard copied. That's not discs. It's like a weird SD card. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, have you ever put them in your mouth? No, they taste oh, real bad. I did it. Don't ever do that. Um, so <laughs> that's rank. Surprisingly, well, kind of surprisingly, but not really surprising, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is on the top of that list. Why? With 15.02 million units. What? Is that is that the most recent Mario Kart? Yeah, but it was out. It came out on the Wii U, which yeah, is why right? it's surprising, because it's not a new game. So why is it doing so well? It's because everyone wants Mario Kart. Yeah, and it's a Switch, and you can take it anywhere. But, you can go to those cocktail parties up on a roof and play Mario Kart with your friends. Are they not? Like um, in the trailer. That's awesome. Are they <laughs> Which not, no one has ever done. Are they not releasing a new Mario Kart? Not that I know of. Um, I and I lazy. don't know that they've done any DLCs on it either, uh, where Smash Bros. seems like it's... They ult- to be fair, they I've, played this one with you. I've played this, this version of Mario Kart with you. And we played a lot of it over Christmas. Yeah, it's phenomenally better than the one that came out on Wii, which I could not handle. Uh, the Mario Kart, the Mario, yeah, especially, yeah, oh, especially yeah. the most control uh, shit. Yeah, totally. could, no one could handle that. Yeah. You couldn't get the skids right. But then also we were using the GameCube converter. So. Well, it was also something that um, the, Nint- the Nintendo sixty four nailed that we could never do. It was so easy to drive on the N sixty four game. The Wii was so difficult. You couldn't even yeah. on easy mode. It was so difficult to just finish a race. And it's funny because the Wii you needed the little bar so that you could use your motion. Yeah. I completely forgot that you don't need that on the Switch. No. They've just somehow they've gotten rid of it and it works amazingly. It works way better. Um, I, I really, anyway, really like that new game. Going through my list, I'll just go through quickly. Really surprised. Well, not so surprising again. Um, Mario Kart is followed closely, second by Mario Odyssey. Good game. I really enjoyed um, that game. With 13.76 million. Uh, closely after that is Smash Bros, which has only been out a month. That's ridiculous. And it's third top that sales. That is outrageous numbers. The, the Switch is getting to its second anniversary, and already the game that's only been out a month is the third top most sale. It will go to the top, probably. Have you seen the video uh, of, of the kids in, it must be somewhere in the States, who have a massive projector and they're on their balcony and they projected out onto the building next to them, Smash Bros. That's are playing. Awesome. I've and it's huge. <laughs> and it's like four of them on the couch that wheeled it outside playing Smash Bros. And it looked so That's so a really cool. clever idea. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. cool. Um, so like the whole street stopped to watch them play. <laughs> it's, on, it's on YouTube somewhere. I'll try and find it for you. Uh, so yeah, Smash Bros. Uh, quite close behind Mario Odyssey with uh, 12 million. 12.08. Um, and was voted the best game in December, probably. I agree. Where's Breath of the Wild there? Uh, hold on. Just okay. a little one here. Smash Bros. sold 3 million units in the first 11 days. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's That's like, insane! Well, Red Dead Redemption blew, blows out the water. No, but, but for a Nintendo for a Nintendo, game, that's Yeah, mental. that's ridiculous. Uh, Breath of the Wild is, what, what number is that? One, two, three. Breath of the Wild is fourth with 11.68. Such a good game. 
Yeah. Oh, I, such a good game. And I've gone back to this more than any of those other ones that were before it. Yeah. It's, uh, but saying that, if I had a the switch, number of the, the number of units sold for Breath of the Wild, that switch, that doesn't include uh, Wii U copies because it was also available on the Wii U. So if you were to mm. add those in, uh, it would be at thirteen. So it would probably it would it would yeah be in between Smash Bros and Mario Odyssey. Absolutely love that game. Uh, so but yeah, well done Nintendo. They they haven't really announced anything new coming out. We're Nintendo fanboys. We've always been a Nintendo family a little yeah. bit. And, and we've and not had any gaming news in a while. I like I'd seeing... Read, so. Well, I almost did... We almost, almost made this podcast again, uh, about Just Skyrim. A, yeah. um, but that episode is also written so you guys can jump on that when I'm not here. Um, because we've not done video games for a while. Yeah. But we're a Nintendo family and we are. I love when Zelda does well, when Nintendo does well. So keep up the good work, Nintendo. Hope... Hope the little blip on your stock price isn't too much. I think it'll be fine. There's rumors that they're going to release a smaller Switch or a Switch Pro or... Kind of like a Game Boy Mini when the Game Boy's Yeah, or like you can't take the Joy-Cons out or something. Oh, my Annie Nee's got, got me a Game Boy for the flight over to Australia. And I can't wait to play Pokemon Red on the plane. Do you not realize that nowadays there's in-flight entertainment? Yeah, fuck that, man. <laughs> fuck that. You know how much hours With I can Tetris. sink into Pokemon Red? So many. This is true. So many. Anyway, moving on. New story number five, Birds of Prey. Have you heard about this? Yes, it's a Batman story. An early, and it is a Batman story, but it's not got Batman in it, I don't think. Birds of Prey, an early look at Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn may be teasing a Batman appearance in the upcoming Birds of Prey movie. Robbie posted a pic on her new, of her new Harley Quinn look on Instagram earlier this week on Monday. Careful inspection of the selfie reveals the name Bruce on a bone-shaped dog tag around her neck, which is spotted by The Wrap. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That is the full title. That is the full title, everyone. Jesus. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That in is a fucking in paren- mouthful. In parentheses. No, no, I put it. Yeah, in parentheses. That's the title of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pierre okay. Schneider, who's the editor-in-chief of uh, IGN, tweeted about this. He's like, it totally fucked with IGN's like, top banner. Because it took up so much space. That's a huge title. It's a ridiculous title. Just call it Birds of Prey, colon, the Harley Quinn story. And the <laughs> fantastic, it's not even ta- fantastic, fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Get over yourself, DC. Jesus Christ. They're trying to make it seem a lot more comic yeah. booky oh, now. They're than, compensating than, for something. Than the Snydery, Snyderverse that's all serious and dark and shit. Uh, this film is due out 7th of February 2020, so next year. Cool. Oof. Just wait for that. Well, I can't wait for I'll that wait to crash that. and burn like the last friggin' Suicide Squad film. Saying that, James Gunn is doing Suicide Squad 2 for some strange reason. He needs to do something different. because he got fired. Yeah, I know he got fired <laughs> from Marvel, but his, um, he needs a job. <laughs> the film he's producing, Brightburn, looks unbelievably good. Superman, but if he was bad. Yeah. Stick to stuff like that, James Gunn. <clears throat> do cool indies. Yeah. I'm going to get uh, a Pepsi Max. You want one? Uh, no, I'm good. I have half a can. Get it? Good? <sighs> Yeah. Nice. Refreshed. Okay, yeah. Last um, last topic. Last topic. News topic. Warner Bros. What's Warner Bros. up to? Oh no, so this is my big topic, bro. Oh, it says six. Yeah, Warner so Bros. has announced that dates for an upcoming DC movie, including the Batman. Yeah, so no, this is this was so our big topic, Roy and I talked about options for the big topic for my last episode, and we're gonna do just a, a news section, like a gigantic news section. And when we started writing this, this was the first news story I wanted to write about. And then got into the nitty gritty details of it and was like, now let's make this a huge topic on Batman. Because I want to talk about Batman. Because guess what? I fucking love Batman. 
You love Batman. And we've oh, not really approached this yet. I love Batman. I don't think our listeners know that you love Batman so much. I have funny stories to tell you about Batman. So um, I just left work. <laughs> Do you know him personally? <laughs> I personally know him quite well. Bruce. Me and Bruce go back way back. Cool. Um, yeah, I just I recently just left work. And work gave me like this huge uh, document that was like a homage to Jamie Kidd, which was really nice of them. That had like a quarterly section in it. And it was all the ridiculousness I've said over the years. Yeah, I've read that. Um, it's hilarious. There's one section that uh, that just says, I love Batman. And it's a reference to when one of our teammates started a couple of years ago. Um, like I was caught on the spot. I, like everyone was like introducing themselves to her and uh, I wasn't concentrating. And someone said, uh, Jamie, this is this is Beatrice. Like, um, do you want to tell her about yourself? And I was like, hi, I'm Jamie. I love Batman. <laughs> and like everyone just looked at me and was like, is that all you got to say? I was like, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> but I, I said it because literally that day I bought Batman Arkham Knight. And I was just wanting to oh, go. Oh, this home. was ages ago. Yeah, I was oh, just right, okay. wanting to gun home and play it. I was like, all I want to do is go home and play this game. So it was <laughs> on my mind. That was and like this, me today with Red Dead. Yeah, this girl was staring at me going, so uh, what's your name? It's Jamie, I love Batman. It's like the I love Turtles guy. I okay. love Turtles. Okay. I love Batman. This is weird. <laughs> Maybe then she never spoke it to you again. I know, we were good pals. She left like a year or two into the job. No. Oh. Um, I've actually Couldn't cut it, could she? I've been at that job for four years. Couldn't cut the office life. No, we're talking about Batman. So the new story number six here, Roar, is, is basically our big topic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to springboard into the big topic. Segway, some might say. Warner Brothers has just announced dates for our, a lot of upcoming DC movies, including the Birds of Prey movie we just talked about. But this also includes The Batman, um, which is... It's just going to be called The Batman. It's the Matt Reeves helm Batman film that's been in the works for a while. And it has been confirmed that Ben Affleck will not be Batman. Yay! So he has Insert applause he's here. He's hung up the cowl and cape and has actually come out on Twitter and talked about it. So meanwhile, Deadline reported, after months of speculation, Ben Affleck will not star as Bruce Wayne slash Batman with the reported intention of focusing on a younger Bruce Wayne in the film, which again, I had. why did they make Bruce Wayne so old? I know they were trying to... Well, old. Uh, they were trying to make a... That was weird. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, there was someone in the flat. I, I think myself. it's fine. It's fine. I have no idea why Zack Snyder wanted to focus on a young Batman at the very beginning of a franchise because he's old. Like, where do you go I from I thought there? it was cool. I When they first introduced it and... I know why they did it. Yeah. It was because they were trying to pay homage to the graphic novel um, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. But there was a, a that's darker the end Batman of an arc. who... Yeah, but yeah, it's just DC making crap decisions, though. But I, I like the idea of an older Batman because we'd had Christian Bale, who was a thirty-something-year-old Batman. We saw we saw him rise up so from good. Batman Begins. So good. So having he was jumping jumping to Ben Affleck, who is an old older Batman, and he's clearly seen some shit, and his Robin's clearly died, and he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. I thought that was a very cool idea, but they just didn't do it very well. That's true. Well, Ben Affleck came out and tweeted right after this news. He said, uh, excited for hashtag the Batman. Fuck off, hashtag the Batman. In summer 2021, when it should have come out. And to see Matt Reeves LA, that's at Matt Reeves LA, yep. his Twitter handle, his vision come to life. Variety and THR have reported that sources close to Affleck's tweets um, state that this is him bidding farewell to the role. Oh. Uh, I w- 
I probably wouldn't have read it that way. <laughs> well, I think if, I, if you didn't know anything la- about it, you'd I be think, like, "Oh, fair enough. He plays Batman." So I think this that's is why something he's excited for it. I think this is something his publicist has basically said. You need to say something because you've basically lost the job. Like they're moving away from you, and yep. he clearly friggin' hated it. He absolutely hated being Batman. He confirmed my theory of is he a bad actor or a good actor <laughs> he was pretty good he should be good but when he's not in the into the role and into the idea he's a terrible actor his his interpretation of it was pretty good in batman versus superman because this is before the fallout happened yeah and i think he was totally into the idea of this new take which most of us were and Except actually they put him in he's goggles the and only thing yeah that wasn't good that wasn't <laughs> good but he's the only thing after coming out of that film i remember watching that film in glasgow at the big cinema world with the boys Having a boys' day, walking out, and being offended by that film. Really? Yeah. And looking looking for like the only thing I thought was good about it, and the only thing I could put my finger on it was I liked Ben Affleck's interpretation of Batman. Yeah. But when the marketing material started coming out afterwards, the press release and the press tour that him and Henry Cavill went on, you could tell that he was disappointed with it, and everyone was disappointed with it. Yeah. Like sad Batman. <laughs> the, the hello darkness my old friend meme. oh no hello darkness my old friend <laughs> yeah um it was disappointing i think their biggest issue with that was probably putting the verses or the v in the title because everyone was expecting batman's gonna fight superman <laughs> and it's gonna be sweet yeah but it wasn't they fought for i think eight minutes in total in the whole movie and then they found out they had the same name as same mum name Martha and mommy, and then they stopped fighting to go fight a gray CGI monster. Uh, there was so much wrong with that film. Uh, I mean, there's always there's been so yeah. much wrong with the whole. They, they jammed so much into it. They jammed so much into I, it. Again, it's just having a really good idea and just not doing it well. DC have always kind of been in the wake of Marvel because Marvel have kind of accidentally come across this universe. Well, this film we're talking about here, the Batman. Helmed by Matt Reeves. This is a good springboard here because DC have not got a good track record of production and producing films like this. The Batman solo film has had a turbulent development process on its own. In 2017, originally Ben Affleck was supposed to be directing this film himself as Batman. That was what it was going to be. It was later confirmed that Affleck would not be directing. I think that was maybe after the fallout of Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. It was later confirmed Affleck would not be directing the film, uh, but would still produce and act as the project leader. Later rumors then suggest that Affleck will finish his run in the DC Extended Universe as Batman in Suicide Squad 2. Oh. Um, Which inevitably will be before 2021. Well, no, Suicide Squad 2 is not even started yet. Like James Gunn is still in the process of... Oh, so he's uh, still contracted as the Batman, but... Well, he's not He's not going to be in it. That's the thing. If he's, if he's out now and not in the Batman, then he's not going to be in Suicide Squad 2 either. Fair enough. This film has been... I'm surprised it's getting made, but it looks like Matt Reeves, who's directing it, is taking it in a different direction, and I like this direction. Now, the title, The Batman, um, is apparently not going to be the original, the, the end title. It will have oh, something I think else. that's a cool title. But it's going to be about, it's going to be a noir detective-driven film, which is Batman's original interpretation of the character. He was a direct, he's the world's greatest detective. He is. But we've never really seen that in the movie form. Exactly. Now, in the Arkham games, you do get a good sense of that. Yeah, he's got you go into detective, detective mode. Yeah. You click in the... <laughs> detective mode Analog where I can just sticks. see through everything yeah just the ability to 
Lit- yeah. Have you played those you games? You do the same in Red Dead. You click in the analog sticks and then you can slow down time. And Have you played the Arkham games? Yeah. Do you like them, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're so good. Hell of a twist in Arkham Knight. What's your favorite? Oh, I didn't like the twist in Arkham Knight. I loved it. I called that. that was I called that way before it happened. I did not see it coming. <laughs> What's your favorite Arkham game? Uh, Probably Knight other than the... Batmobile shit. The, the Batmobile was good and then they used it too much. Yes. Um, Correct. If not that one, then probably City. Yeah, Arkham Knight was fine. City was tremendous. Yes, yes. And uh, Asylum was class. The first one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Origins was also good. <laughs> Wasn't Rocksteady. Is there only four? Yeah. So Origins yeah. was a spin-off. It was like a prequel, and it was created by WB Montreal, a different studio. Um, and it was like in between City and Arkham Knight, wasn't it? So Arkham. Yeah, Arkham City I liked as a game. Gameplay, it made it open world. You could do whatever. But then I think I prefer Arkham Knight for the story. I just like the because Gotham City. Af- after City, you've killed the Joker, spoilers. Spoiler. But Spoiler he infected games. you with his... Joker uh, juice. With his Joker juice. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> What I love about uh, Knight is that you spend the entire game seeing the Joker, but he's in your mind, and he's still fucking with you. And I just thought that was a really clever way to keep... That was and also good. Mark Hamill's but it was interpretation also of the Joker is incredible. We were, we were, if you knew how the game Arkham City finished, you wanted to play Arkham Knight, you were, the, the way it was marketed and pitched was Scarecrow was going to be the, ba- the big bad guy, and that you were going to assume you're moving away from the Joker lore. And that's one of the things that maybe brought the game down a little bit was it relied too much on the Joker as an antagonist, even though he was dead. Yeah, I didn't see him. I mean, the the knight, the Arkham Knight, I think, was the main antagonist. Arkham Knight, yeah, but I, I but saw you've that got Batman battling with his inner demons and with a, the Joker. This is a good thing to focus on because the twist in Arkham, we're going to end up talking about um, what we think, what comics runs we think uh, this the new film, the Batman, could take inspiration from. Arkham, let's, let's talk about Arkham Knight for a minute here. Yeah. Because that took huge inspiration from A Death in the Family, which was a Batman comic written in the 80s about the death of Jason Todd, yeah. who was a Robin at the time. The now, second Robin. The second Robin. Now, in that comic, it was, did you know it was like a, a vote? Like, it was like a public vote. People didn't actually like the character of Jason Todd at all. And Ooh. DC Comics put it out to, like, their fan base um, the Joker's kidnapped uh, Robin at the end of this run. Does he die or does he live? And the the readers got to vote on whether or not he died or lived. But then, did he live? No, he died. They voted. They voted to kill but him. But then off. this is the thing: in the new comics, he's not dead because Jason Todd turns into the Red Hood. Yeah. So what? Or but in in comics lore, no one dies forever. Else. No one, no one dies forever yeah, in comics. There's always, they always find a way to bring someone back. It was, I think it was just a way to market and sell more comics to get people more interested for this for this role. And in this in this story, the Joker kills Jason Todd and Batman's too late, and he is uh, devastated by it, and he's played by the death of his Robin. Yeah. Anyway, the Dark Knight, the not the Dark Knight, the Arkham Knight. Yeah. Uh, that game was basically just a retelling of that story, like the. Yeah. Oh, twi- he thought he died, but he didn't die. But the twist is, it's Jason Todd that's the Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, the, the Arkham Knight, sorry. And I saw it coming a mile away because it threaded so many storylines and flashbacks from the game into it. Like you're, There's a point where you're playing through the carnival scene 
and Batman. They, they do show you a lot from the Killing Joke. Yeah, yeah. And you see so much from the Killing Joke. Yeah. You see the Joker uh, shooting Oracle in the back. Um, Batman literally sees Jason Todd chained to a chair. Yeah. At one point, in his wee Robin suit. In his wee Robin suit. So, I mean, I like how the game. Now that you say it, yeah. But I think in the moment, I was like, "Oh, this is just like the comics. Oh, this is so cool." And I completely took Arkham Knight as a different thing. I just thought that the Joker and Batman was dealing with his issues of what he didn't like because he's a man's man and he doesn't yeah. want to talk about his feelings. I, I feel like I'm criticizing it, but I don't want to because it's a great game. I love how faithful it was to the comic books and, and to Batman's history. And speaking and of so detailed, speaking of Robins, you need to watch Titans on Netflix. I've not, I've, uh, it is it look bad. It's man. incredible. Really? Yes. You're you follow uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson says fuck Batman on it. Yeah, he does. Because fuck Batman. Why fuck Batman? Only because I've grown up with you as the younger brother and you loved Batman. So I only had to go for Robin. (laughs) You had to get Robin suits. (laughs) Uh, But I've always had a soft spot for Robin. And this is so dark. Uh, We're just going on a tangent here. Sorry. Um, No, go with it. We're talking about this. This is so dark that Batman, this is the point in Dick Grayson's life where he leaves Batman because he feels like Batman's morals have changed. Do they hold him back or something? No, they've changed. And he feels like Batman is only using Robin as a weapon. So they, they, he, he finds out who killed his parents, which mm. is the... Well, Robin's parents. Uh, yeah. The, was, who are the Italian mobsters? In, uh, the, um, Falcone. Falcones. I think it's the Falcones. The Falcone mob family, yeah. Uh, he finds out that they're the ones that killed his parents. And then Batman doesn't really help him deal with that issue other than teaches him nin- like ninja skills. Wicked ninja and skills. And Robin inevitably oh, Robin cracks skulls. gets one of them killed. He's really fun to play with in the, in the yeah, video game as well. Yeah, he's class. He's big stick. So he basically, he resign. he doesn't resign as the Robin, but he resigns from being Batman's sidekick. Right, okay. Goes to Detroit. And this is a genuine So he becomes a vigilante story. of a vigilante. He becomes a detective in Detroit. PD. Detroit? Detroit PD. He becomes a based detective. based in Detroit. So we so in the DC comics, Detroit exists as well as Gotham City and Metropolis. Yeah, odd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, what Dick does is he accidentally finds this other superhero who's needing help, and he sees her himself and her like Batman saw himself and him, and helps him out, helps him out and stuff. And you meet. Uh, there's a really good episode where you meet Jason Todd. Mm. He tracks down. Is he the Robin still as well? He's the new Robin. He's the new Robin, yeah. But he's this 18-year-old kid, and Dick Grayson is like 27, 28. Yeah. And he's obviously been through some shit. And uh, this is where I think why people might not have liked Jason Todd, because I fucking hated Jason Todd in Titans. Yeah. Because he's this little kid who fucking is... But you would be super happy to be the new Robin. He's super psyched. And Dick, super psyched. Yeah, Dick Grayson doesn't know anything about this. He's like, who are you? I'm the new Robin. There's a new Robin. <laughs> I've been I'm, replaced. I'm Robin. Yeah. And yeah, Jason Todd's just so excited to be fighting bad guys and with the original Robin. Yeah. Um, but he's also got this, uh, he likes killing, but he only kills when Batman doesn't know. Do you know who all the Robins are? Just, just so the, I know, the audience can understand I know all who the, the Robins male are. Robins. I know there's two female Robins. Uh, so, I think two the, uh, or there's one, one. female Robin, yeah. So it starts with Dick Grayson, then it goes uh, Jason Todd mm-hmm. from then, the Death in the Family. Yep. Then it goes Tim Drake, Tim Drake, and then Nathan uh, Thingy Wayne. Uh, it's Damian Wayne. Damian the most Wayne. Recent one, yeah. Who's Bruce female. Wayne's 
Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul's son. Yes. And the female Robin is a girl called Carrie Kelly, and she is in The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I think that's them all. Yeah. I think that's them all. So... But you but only get two interpretations in this, do you? They're carnation. Sorry, you only get two interpretations of them in in. Yeah, only because of the timeline. So he's he's left Batman for what's like it, a what's year. What's called Titans. 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 It's yeah. so good. He's left Batman for a year, but he still has his Robin suit and he still fights crime when he needs to. Right. But he doesn't like what he's become, mm-hmm. which is he almost can't stop himself killing people because he puts the mask on. I might give it a it's chance. It's awesome, and he goes through the whole character arc. And you can totally see him become Nightwing. Yes. He, he doesn't. Nightwing's class. He doesn't, but it's that classic Netflix docu- Netflix show where, oh, he's totally going to become Nightwing, but they're not going to show it until season two. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best things about um, the Arkham Knight when you're playing it is when you double team up. So there's, yes. a, there's, there are parts in the game where you are basically supported through certain sections of the, of the game by one of, your, um, one of your partners, whether it be Robin, Nightwing, or Catwoman. Catwoman. And some of the stuff you do with Nightwing and Robin is so cool. It's very cool. It's really satisfying. He's got his bow staff. Yeah, he's got a big bow staff. He's got that in Titans. It's sweet. Anyway, moving on. We went on a huge tangent. Yeah, anyway, that was the Batman (laughs) games. It's still relevant. Also, the Robin origins. (laughs) Yeah, and the Robin origins. Anyway, um, this new film, The Batman, we're going to talk about uh, specific comic book runs, which are very noir detective focused, that are very well tuned, um, that will probably play... If not, one of them will definitely play homage or inspiration for the film. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name the character of the comic, Rory. Are they more along the lines of being a detective rather than an action hero? Yeah, so let me make, let me make a comparison. Um, let's say The Dark Knight Returns, for example, that, that year one in The Dark Knight Returns is Frank Miller's arc for Batman. Yeah. And The Dark Knight Returns heavily inspired Batman versus Superman because it was a big fight between Batman versus Superman. Yes. wasn't very noir-focused at all. wasn't very detective-y. It was more... Uh, there was ideologies. a cool little detective moment in that movie though yeah where he used this sort of or he used alfred to check out the building and see what was in the building and how yeah, many bad cool. guys are in there yeah so the, the point i'm trying to make is if this is going to be a noir focused detective it's going to be slow and yeah, if it's slow. anything like uh your your space movies with harrison ford <laughs> oh What's it called? Blade Runner. Blade Runner I'm going to hate this. Movie. I was at home last <laughs> night. I was at home last night, and I made Steph watch Blade Runner 2049, and that went way over her head, way over her head. Yep. I was just fanboying out of Goss, like, oh, Goss. Yeah. Goss. Uh, that's what I'm worried about, actually, because you, it's mentioned as a noir style. You're going to get action in this, I imagine, but it's going to be. But then there's action in Blade Runner, but I, I hated the pacing in Blade Runner. I think the problems with some of the more recent DC films is they've been oversaturated with content and not focusing too much on a refined story the dark knight nolan's dark knight had a lot of uh, detective elements to it the scene where he deconstructs the bullet from the bullet hole in the brick yeah that's cool and how he that's finds like batman begins or something no that's that? that's the dark, dark knight and then he uses the fingerprint to find out who it was and then tracks him down to the house that's yeah, all they really do it just subtly, yeah and they do yeah like nolan was really good at like farming it into the plot whereas i think this will be more focused on stuff like that but there will be action scenes cool so I'm gonna re- I'm gonna name one, two, I think it's seven, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven comics that have very focused that I've I've researched and I think are bearing very in mind none of us read comics. I've read some of so, these. I've read some. All right, of okay, fair enough. I've read this one, Hush. So the first one. What about Hush? Hush. Did He's you... not here. <laughs> That's a personal joke. I'm there was a, a Hush um, B plot in Batman Arkham City. Did you play it? Was it City? 
or one of the three three your little synopsis. I think it was C. But it's Who's based Hush? on this comic run. So Hush is one of the definitive modern Batman stories. One that features a winning combination of a murder mystery, a wide cast of heroes and villains, and some gorgeous artwork from comic superstar Jim Lee. Hush introduces the titular villain, a mysterious um, Aristotle-quoting figure shrouded in bandages who sparks a complex, winding murder mystery. Uh, I recognize the description of this character. It's not... Um, because you said Aristotle-quoting. It's not the the Templar. No, it's not. So, Hush, I, I've got some more. About or the, what's his face? I've got some more. The guy the with the guns and the, and the to give a scars. little bit To give a little bit away, Hush, I can't remember the, the character's full name. Bruce Wayne, when he was a kid, went to school with a kid who was as affluent as he was. Um, but at one point, the family's two, two different routes. Bruce went on to become very kind of uh, successful with his family, and this guy didn't. When his parents died. When, well, when his parents died, <laughs> and Bruce yeah. Just, yeah, descended into <laughs> absolute chaos. This kid um, always resented Bruce and wanted to become Bruce. So Hush's character is basically, he tries to steal Bruce Wayne's identity. He's called Hush. Yeah, well, Hush is... Oh, Hush. shit. They did this in uh, Gotham. Yeah, in, in Gotham? Yeah. Yes, they have done it. They did it in the in the OC Guys Gotham yeah. TV show. Um, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. But they also have a wee Arkham, one of the Arkham games. Like, you know, um, I think it's Arkham City where you find dead bodies littered around the place. And you got to, you do the detective mode to find out how they died. Have you done that bit? No, I can't remember. It was so long ago when I played this game. It's great, because if you do them all, you find out who killed them and it was Hush. (gasps) Anyway. um, But then Batman thinks it was him because he looks like him. Exactly. So back to the story. As Batman struggles to deduce deduce Hush's true identity and his relationship to Bruce Wayne, he clashes with just about every major villain in Gotham. If we're ever going to get a Batman movie where the Cape Crusader battles Joker, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, and Ra's al Ghul, it could be this one. Hush is also notable for focusing on great detail on Batman's romance with Catwoman, something that could play well with Reeves' stated desire to frame the story from Batman's personal point of view. Matt Reeves has also said he wants to really inject Batman's role gallery into this, so it'll have... So he's already mentioned Hush. Yeah, well, no, he's not mentioned Hush, but he's mentioned he wants this to be a Batman-focused point of view story and have a lot of his villains in the one film, so almost have like a combination of villains spread across it. Is this going to be one movie or a trilogy? I think this is one movie. I think it, they're focusing on a young Bruce Wayne, so it could branch off into something new. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's long enough after the Nolan movies to actually go back to a young Bruce Wayne. Um, the Nolan movies were... Comic books, and especially Batman movies, have changed since the Clooney days. So much. Where but, you can't oh, just no, go, no, ah, no. let's put another actor in it. Let us not talk about this. Well, but we can maybe go back and talk about that dog shit movie. But let's talk about Nolan for a second because Nolan, Nolan inject Nolan's thing was to inject a bit of realism into his films. Yeah, it made Batman what if Batman exist in real life? life? Yeah, um, and I think that made sense in two thousand and when was it the first one came out? Three two thousand four. Hold on, let me check. Keep talking. I think that made sense back when those came out because we needed something new and a new interpretation of the character after Joel Schumacher shot all over the. the two thousand five. Two thousand five. After Joel Schumacher shot all over the franchise, yes. we needed somebody that grounded it a bit, and that's it did it so well. Christian Bale did it great. The movies were super stylized. I think we could maybe now get away with having a Batman-focused film that was more relevant to the comics and not real life. So we've had um, Tim Burton's massively gothic interpretation. We've yeah. had Joel Schumacher's hugely Who campy, did? 
over the top. Is Joe Schumacher the Batman and Robin one with yeah. the neon bad guys? Yes. Yeah. Joe <laughs> Schumacher. Joe Schumacher did Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, which was awful. We've then is had. Is that the one with the Batman credit card? Yeah. <laughs> Here, take my Batman Mastercard. That's so Fucking good. Hell. Do you take Emma? It's just so stupid. <laughs> so good. Anyway, we also had. We then had Nolan, who really injected a lot of realism into the films, and they were class. So good. Very good. Kind of fail, kind of fell by the wayward in the last one. Still a good movie, but I thought that if Heath Ledger had not died, it would have been a Joker double. But Joker was supposed to be in the second. He was meant one. To be, it was supposed yeah. to be in Returns as well, but um, yeah. it's, a shame. it's a shame. But still a good movie. With that, but then we've had Zack Snyder's um, kind of weird, hyper violent. Re- uh, I liked his idea. It just wasn't. Good. It wasn't worked out well. To be fair to him, that was probably the the most comic. It wasn't, it wasn't. Batman. The like, fighting was very Arkham. Yeah, the fighting was very Arkham. Oh, that scene, the in, scene in the warehouse, Superman in the warehouse was amazing. I think that's what that saved best the film the for me a little bit. It was the best part of the movie. If we had a whole movie like that. But then again, that's what Matt Reese's Batman could be. It could yeah. be Batman lurking in the shadows, fighting like a fucking boss. And branding. Yeah. Bra- <laughs> well, I like. I quite liked how violent he was. People really kicked off how... This is actually, sorry to uh, interrupt. This is what reminds me of the titans robin mm. that's the sort of batman he's leaving because batman's just gone so fuck it yeah like i've been batman for so long bad guys are just going to keep being bad guys nah and then robin's like nope this is too weird and dark for me that's what yeah sorry this is the sort of batman that i do think you remember, do you remember the scene in batman begins where you see him for the first time they're at the docks and all the guys are getting picked off one by one by yeah. batman but you've not seen batman yet where are you yeah, that scene yeah <laughs> That was Schneider's version, and it worked really well. So cool. And if they just made that a movie, I would have been so on board. Yeah. But maybe this is what Matt Reeves is going to do. He's going to put some of that into it, more detective and that would sell me on it. Yeah. I think the Hush storyline's good because, it, one, it brings in a huge role gallery. Um, it's a big murder mystery. Lots of people die. It's about some guy trying to steal Bruce Wayne's identity. So it's very focused on Bruce Wayne, focused on Batman. Yeah. Uh, first person. I, I think like I like the idea of him working with Alfred a lot more as well. Mm. So I like Jeremy Irons. As a, as Jeremy a, Irons as Alfred yeah, was sweet. Good. And if they're going to do a younger Batman, they could always pick knocking back whiskey. Even a younger, cool guy. or just keep Jeremy Irons because he was actually really good. I think he was maybe one of the best things about that. Yeah, actually, he was really, 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 really. He did a very good job because Michael Caine kind of stole some thunder. Michael Caine oh. was great, and he was very, <laughs> very Lost emotional. Uh, I don't want to see another Batman die. Another was a Batman die. I buried enough for the Wayne. Oh, I buried enough for the Waynes. So, never. When he was younger, you only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Very nasal. He was very nasal. He was very nasal. London, Michael Caine. But now that he's a bit older, it's 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 more in the back of the throat. Like he's, ch- he's choking, choking, Bruce. choking on his thoughts. Yeah, we're really bad at this impression, but yeah. He's a difficult one to do. He is. I'm trying to I'm not trying to do an impression of him. I'm trying to do an impression of Rob Brydon doing an impression <laughs> of him from That's Steve uh, Coogan. From Actually Rob Brydon's probably better at it than Steve, Steve Coogan. Yeah. What is it? That's the trip. This is the trip, yeah. yeah. Well, good guy. She was only sixteen years old. She was I don't know what context that's from, but apparently she was only 16 years old. Right, so Hush is I the first comic book that I've I've pulled up and thinks that could be a good interpretation of the uh into a new movie the second one i've got here is the court of owls have you heard of this yeah because this is also mentioned in gotham, gotham. have you watched gotham i have are up you, to date yeah all up the way up, on gotham i, I love it it's i class. watched the, i think i watched the first two episodes i was like nah 
I like the fact that it's so this is the thing. It is a detective show. Yeah. Just in Gotham. I love it. I couldn't get past Ryan from the OC. Yeah. Because I just you get see past him it as, eventually. I just see him as Ryan from the OC. Yeah, you get you, you do get past it eventually. It's like California surfing with Misha Barton. Wearing his grey hoodie. Picking fights with posh boys. He picks fights with just villains now. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him a sweet hook. Anyway, the Court of Owls. Um, when DC relaunched their flagship Batman comic as part of the of 2011's New 52 launch. You know what New 52 I know it was? well. New 52 was when I was in second year uni. So 2011. <laughs> That's what you said. That's what I said. Um, Fraser, my flatmate at the time, uh, basically went all out on the Nightwing series and the Batman series. So I so read a lot of those comics. The, the New 52 was basically uh, DC relaunched all their comic book titles and basically the origins wiped the slate clean yeah. start again. And that's what the new 52 means. So when that, that launched, the Court of Owls happened. The, res- the result was a sprawling epic called the Court of Owls. Um, in this story, Batman is forced to come to terms with the realization that he doesn't know Gotham as well as he thought. As it turns out, there's been a secret society called the Court of Owls ruling Gotham from the shadows since long before there was a Batman. The Court of Owls adaptation would allow for plenty of detective elements as Batman ha- uh, hunts for clues about the organization's existence and the role it may have, it may have played in shaping his own life. The conflict between Batman and the courts takes a very personal turn in the climax of the story, resulting in a villain who would be very unlike any we've seen in a Batman movie before. A Court of Owls adaptation also allows for plenty, uh, plenty of sequel potential. The original comic sprawl, uh, sprawled across massive offshoots um, into a series called Batman Eternal and was... I'm as, uh, as, as well, well as uh, sorry, <laughs> as well as fueled uh, major events such as Batman versus the Joker storyline called Batman Endgame, just like the Avengers. Endgame. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Uh, I can't remember who the bad guy is in the Court of Owls. I think it's Raz Al Ghul. Don't give anything away. But don't give anything away. Well, but I can't remember either. No, but I remember it because in uh, in Gotham, uh, Jim Gordon he infiltrates the Ryan. Court of Owls. And it's sweet. <laughs> Court of Owls. So uh, I remember reading up about this when I looked into it. How proper like Illuminati secret society type feels about it. Yeah. They wear is, masks and stuff. Like conspiracy theories, all that kind of crap, which I would love to play into. You can even in, in, like inject some weird Stanley Kubrick, eyes wide shut type sex party kind of thing in it. And it could be really dark and R rated. I don't know what that means, but okay. You not seen eyes wide shut? No. The, that makes the sex no party. Sense. The sex party you go, uh, Tom Cruise goes to. No. Oh, it's crazy. No. Oh, so all of a in Philadelphia pay homage to it. What, when they go to we're, the orgy? Yeah, where Frank, where Frank <laughs> takes uh, Dennis to the orgy. What's the password? And they've got a buffet. <laughs> they've got a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Free buffet. That is all taking the piss out of that movie, Eyes right, Wide Shut. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. They, they even mentioned it going, oh, I thought this was going to be like an Eyes Wide Shut type orgy, Frank. And you just came for the buffet. Oh, he totally says yeah. that. Yeah. Tangent just then. I just finished the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. Oofed. Ted Bundy and Dennis Reynolds are so identical. It's oh, that's unreal. I think I think And I took to Twitter to mention it and doing my research, everyone on Twitter thinks this is the same thing. <laughs> I really hope it was like a subtle oh, who's a really famous murderer think, that we could morph Dennis yeah, into? I think Glenn Hartley is actively channeling that. It's so character. funny. It's disgusting. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, Court of Owls. I think yeah, secret society type stuff. It leads into a pretty good noir type detective story. I think that's got that's got scope. Yeah, definitely. I think anything that has Batman having to look for something for a long period of time would be a decent detective movie. The next um, one, yeah, I'm going to move on to the next one because this is one of my favorite Batman comics. I'm going to give him a shout out. Ross Cook. 
Cookie. My good friend. My good, good friend, Ross Cook. You're going to miss him, Cook. He, so Do you, you listen to this pod? <laughs> if, you, if you didn't know, me and Cookie buy each other a Batman comic every year for our birthdays. I did not know that. So I've got a few of them. This was the first one Cookie bought for me. The Long Halloween. It's a graphic novel. Um, so oh. sh- uh, so it's a long one. It's a long one. It's a really good one. Um, so it's not just a clever name. Here's my <laughs> spiel. Before writer Jeff Loeb created Hush, so the guy who wrote Hush, he crafted another year-long Batman epic that featured numerous rogues, a central murder mystery, and a noir-heavy take on Gotham City. That story was The Long Halloween. The Long Halloween introduces a mysterious enemy called the Holiday Killer, one who kill, uh, claims a new victim on each major holiday of the year. Plus. The villain's murder spree comes even as Batman, Captain Jim Gordon, and new district attorney Harvey Dent try to clean up Gotham and halt a destructive gang gang war between the Maroney and Falcone families. Uh, Batman's hunt for holiday... Sorry, Maroney. That's who killed Dick Grayson. Maroney and Falcone. Yeah, so Falcone and Maroney are the two Warren families. Batman's hunt for holiday puts him in the path of numerous villains, including iconic villains like the Joker, Scarecrow and Catwoman, and reveal unknowns like Calendar Man and Solomon Grundy. Based Solomon on, Grundy. Based on Reeves' comments so far, we get the impression... Uh, that the Batman is meant to be uh, set early on in Batman's career. So the movie's going to be quite early in his career. Yeah. At a time when the Dark Knight is still finding his place and coming to terms with the true nature of Gotham City. That's very much the Batman of the Long Halloween. This is also another comic with strong sequel potential as Loeb and artist Tim Sale followed up the original story with another murder mystery driven tale called Dark Victory. That that comic was the first one to introduce Robin. Uh, Well, not... Yeah, the first time you saw Robin, but in that, the, that arc, that, yeah. And uh, Cookie also got me that one. Oh, the year, that's the year after also makes sense. Yeah, you got me the sequel. I'll have a look at that. That sounds really good. I've got them in, at home now, so I moved all the stuff. Back. Oh, maybe steal it up in the attic. Mom and Dad moved them all again. Oh, we'll go into the attic. But yeah, the Long Halloween, great story. Is the bad guy called Holiday? The Holiday Killer, yeah. All oh, right, okay, he's just a Holiday Killer. So he's he's just a murderer. He's not like a a Joker or a Crocodile Man or a Solomon Grundy or a Scarecrow. Well, so what's happening in this story is the Falcone and Maroney families are warring. And because of that, there's dead bodies popping up everywhere. But it's people within the families that are dying. So Batman automatically assumes that it's someone who has beef against against the family or a turf war that's killing them all. But there's a huge, huge twist to the story. Clever. And Man, the, I'm intrigued. And the best part of it is, it, with, with every new murder, which happens on a holiday, it then features one specific Batman villain on that as well. So I think on the first Halloween, the Joker's mentioned or the Scarecrow's mentioned. During Christmas time, Mr. Freeze is mentioned. Oh, clever. Like during spring, I think Poison Ivy's mentioned. Um, and during the summer, Catwoman's in there or something like that. Or Thanksgiving or whatever. And um, yeah, yeah, you get basically an opportunity to showcase one of the villains in each each holiday. That's clever. Yeah. It was really, really good. And there's a, there's a great ending to it as well. Really good ending. I will make sure to look that up. I would love to see a, a film adaptation of that. Uh, next one. Do you want so, to far, one? so far, very good uh, ideas. Yeah, right. Very good comics that you've picked out, Jimmy. So uh, I didn't just steal all these from IGN. Okay. <laughs> uh, second one. So no, what's this? What we done? We done four. The next one's called Gothic, Rory. This is from writer Grant Morrison, who has proven to be one of the most influential Batman creators of all time. While Gothic isn't Morrison's most famous Batman work, it does provide the right foundations for the sort of Batman movie Reeves is looking to create. 
Gotham introduced a new villain, sorry, Gothic introduced a new villain called Mr. Whisper. A seemingly supernatural killer targeting members of the Gotham mob. Quite very similar, similar very to similar the Halloween. Right? Batman is forced to intervene and protect the very criminals he despises. However, this new mystery takes an unexpected turn when Batman realizes he too may have encountered Mr. Whisper as a young boy at boarding school. That is creepy and pedophilic, and I don't like it. I've not read <laughs> this one. I've not read this one properly, but it, it, when, when you look at when, when I Googled like most... Noir detective-driven Batman guns. This was up there. I mean, yeah, it seems like Batman might have to go through some some uh, dark feelings in his head with yeah, Mister Whisper. Yeah, I think this one leads. Uh, good it for, sounds good a for bit an origin pedophilic. story, like maybe good for an origin story because it will then have to lead back into his his childhood and what happened at school when he was at school. Yeah, um, I think that's why that one's important. I don't think it has as much clout as the Long Halloween. No, Long Halloween is probably my top. top that, that's the one right I'm now. leaning into most. Yeah. That are hush right now, but Long Halloween is good. Cool. I mean, I really, really like that comic book too. Uh, the one I've got after this is called The Black Mirror. Ugh. Not the TV show. Okay. Good. I, why do you not like Black Mirror? I just don't like feeling uncomfortable. Ah, well. That you make you feel <laughs> so, more uncomfortable with the Batman. So story. yeah. Prior to revamping Batman for the New Fifty Two and introducing the Court of Owls, writer. Sh- Scott Schneider first cut Scott Schneider Scott 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 Connor Scott Scott Scotter Scott Schneider Scott Schneider cut his teeth on a Batman story called The Black Mirror. The Black Mirror is a two-pronged story wherein Batman confronts a group of black market dealers who specialize in trophies from Gotham's worst villains and the Gordon family contented with the return of James Gordon Jr. The latter story is where the Black Mirror particularly shines. Schneider and artist Jock, Jock and Francisco Fran... Oh, right, two brothers that did it. How do you say that, Rory? Francavilla. Francavilla took a forgotten character introduced as a young boy in Batman Year One and reimagined him as a dangerous sociopath of the sort only Gotham could create. That's Jim Gordon's son. Also known as Joffrey. Joffrey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Black Mirror actually features Dick Grayson in the Batman role other than Bruce Wayne. He is the only Robin to have taken up the Batman role because the other Robins had a talk about it and they think, uh, Dick, you're probably the best one to do that because you're more like Batman than anyone else. I've imagined that this would actually quite be, would be quite easy to rewrite and put Bruce back in the lead if they wanted to do it. But it's actually a good interpretation if you want to cool. put Dick Grayson as the as Now the that character. I've seen Titans, I fucking see it, man. Yeah? Fucking see it. Would you watch a Dick Grayson-led Batman film? Yes. Well, there you go. If you don't know the origin behind Dick Grayson... Then that might be a, the an Flying issue for you. Graysons. Yep. What was the origin story behind Dick Grayson? He was a trape- uh, yep. trapeze artist with his mum and dad in the circus. In the circus that travelled and came to Gotham. Bunch of gypsies, and they were killed by the Maronis who tampered with their trapeze. And little Grayson was on one end of the swing, and he came back to catch his mum and his dad, who were on well, just his mum at the time, who was hanging on to his dad. Mm. And then the rope snaps. And they fall. They fall through his hands and he can't catch them. Outrageous. It's horrible. It is a horrible. Luckily for him, though, Bruce was there. And gravity gets you. And he felt bad and went, I'll take care of this kid. Gravity will get you. Karate. (laughs) I'll teach you karate. And then, long story short, he becomes the Robin, leaves, then becomes Nightwing, and then Batman gets too old. Maybe he dies. And then Robin takes up the mantle. I can't remember why he takes up the mantle, but yeah, something happens to Bruce and then he takes up the Batman mantle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, sometimes Batman can be oversaturated with Bruce. Um, my Robin knowledge is incredible. You do well with Robin tonight. Well, great Robin to knowledge. To be fair, you had to dress up as Robin quite a lot as a young boy because I was Batman. And uh, not even because of that. At uni, Fraser dressed up as Batman for Halloween and I dressed up as Robin from the Arkham games. Yeah, and boy. it was class. That's so good. I made my own Robin medallion. Well, out of cardboard your, and then painted uh, it gold. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Wore a red t-shirt and a black long sleeve and we made capes and masks and we roamed around Perth fighting crime. It was so badass. How did you not get beaten up? Because we were Batman and Robin. The, the smallest Batman it's and like, Robin. It's like, have you seen, <laughs> do you remember the episode of Only Fools and Horses? where It was like that because I'm taller, I'm taller than Fraser. And they show up to the, is it a funeral they show up to dressed as Batman and Robin? No, I think they're just going to a, a, a party. Halloween party, but their car breaks down, so they have to run. And they run through. down the streets. <laughs> they have to run down. And the they streets. accidentally stop crime from happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's good classic comedy. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Black Mirror, which is not uh, only those noises, interesting inter- uh, t- interpretation of Batman, which could work for Matt Reeves's movie. Moving on, I've got the next one. It's called City of Crime, Rory. City of Crime. If the Batman is looking to draw from any noir-influenced, mystery-driven Batman comic of the past couple of decades, City of Crime may be the ideal starting point. Why, Jamie? Well, Rory, this story sees Batman plunged into a complicated new murder mystery. After failing to come to the aid of the troubled young girl and, facing the, with the, and faced with the death of six others, Batman is thrust into one of his most complicated and troubling investigations of his career. Bloody hell, what's happened? Well, Rory, I'll tell you. City of Crime features many familiar Bat villains, but it's a story that is more concerned with the psychology of the Dark Knight himself, and the eco- always good reminds me of Arkham Knight and the economic inequality plaguing Gotham. Sweet. We don't know if the City of Crime adaptation would be the most mainstream-friendly Batman movie ever conceived, Rory, but it would be a way to Reeve for Reeves to distinguish his movie from those that have come before it, and DC is trying to emphasize the director's personal vision these days. It's a cool. It's it's. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, even nowadays, they're trying everything to make a different comic book movie. So I do agree with that, and do you disagree with it slightly? I feel like Batman Begins touched on this more than anything else. The whole psychology of the Dark Knight, and then the economic inequality within Gotham, which is like the Narrows, where they're experimenting on them with uh, the psycho- a psychotic drug where Arkham yeah. Asylum is. Like, I feel like that took inspiration from this quite a bit already. Yeah. But then if you, uh, the other thing is, it's going to be a noir style, possibly. So I don't think I've ever seen, other than maybe, I think, I, I don't know if I, w- I want to be incorrect here, but is The Watchmen quite noir? Oh, Watchmen's super noir. Have you read Watchmen? No, I've watched it. The comic is almost, I mean, the, the film is almost beat for beat exactly the same as the comic. And the comic is class. Yeah. It just has a completely is, different ending. Is that a noir movie? I would kind of call it quite noir-ish. Because it's narrated by the whole, someone. The whole scenes... With, <laughs> Which is kind of what I see yeah, as a noir. The scenes with Rorschach tracking everyone down, I think yeah. they're very noir-esque. Definitely. And that's kind of a detective thing as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this sounds similar to that. Yeah, that's well, what I thought. Yeah. Um, it's cool. You should go and read the, uh, the Watchmen comic. In fact, Gregor gave me the Watchmen comic when we were in first year Union Halls. And you can read it in an, an afternoon. All right. That's good. Um, so, yeah. Books with pictures. My type of books. That's my second last one. So the last one we're here is The Case of the Criminal Syndicate. Do you know why this is special? The Case of the Criminal Syndicate. Chemical Syndicate. What did I say? Well, the title says criminal, but then in the blurb you've said chemical. (laughs) Which one's right? 
Wait two seconds. Okay, he's logging into his laptop, everybody. I've got the notes up. I'm all prepared. Jamie has realized the mistake he has made. Is it chemical? Is it criminal? It's chemical. It's chemical syndicate. God damn it. Why have I done that? The chemical syndicate. Has this got something to do with how the Joker becomes the Joker? Yes and no, kind of. It's more to do with ace chemicals. The, the, uh, which is what the Joker falls into? Yeah, which is what, where the Joker kind of falls into and the, gets poisoned and the, stuff. The origin of the Red Hood. So the case of the chemical syndicate, not criminal syndicate, chemical syndicate, is notable for being the very first story to feature Batman. Oh, very cool. Appearing all the way back in 1939's Detective Comics number 27. This story's central murder mystery is sparked when a man is stabbed to death and his son's fingerprints are found on a knife. Um, as the rookie Batman investigates the killing, he hones in on the th- on three suspects um, that are tied to the Apex Chemical Corporation. Granted, this story is far too short and self-contained to spawn an entire movie. Still, it might be fun to see Batman... The Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, draw inspiration from the very first Batman comic, one that hails from a time when the Dark Knight's exploits were dominated by detective work rather than battling supervillains. Yeah, that's a cool idea. And it could always be... How it starts or something. Yeah, it could always be how it starts. Yeah. And then he kind of finds his love for being a detective rather than, oh, God, I've got to kill this crocodile man. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think the only time I've seen Ace Chemicals play such an important part was in Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, Well... In Tim Burton's Batman at one point, when Jack Nicholson falls into the vat of stuff, yeah. that's Ace Chemicals. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the only time we've seen it in and movie format. He, yeah. Well, there is the... It's in the games. There's a there's an animated movie called the Under the Red Hood. I've not watched it. And that's the Apex Chemicals. It's really good. Is it? So good. It's not called Apex Chemicals in, in Tim Burton's film. It's called Ace's Chemicals as well. But yeah, they've renamed it for some reason. I'm just getting a Maybe getting they didn't have the rights. Oh, they did. I don't know why they've done that. That's annoying. Um, but yeah, no, I'd like to see a little homage to the original Batman. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I think the out of all those comics that I picked out there, I think the one that I prefer they focus on, if they do focus on any, is The Long Halloween. Yeah, that or Hush, I think, are really cool. Because it's it's unknown unknown killers, not necessarily unknown supervillains, like you mentioned just then. I, just, I think The Long Halloween's got a great twist as well at the end that you don't see coming. Well, that sways your way because you know what the story is. Yeah. I mean, I know well, what the I story don't. is, so I ruin it for myself. But if you don't want to ruin it, I'm calling it now. Matt Reeds is going gonna, is gonna to use the long Halloween and he'll use the twist. So don't don't spoil it for yourself, people. <laughs> cool. That was good. Well, I've got also... I'm looking I, forward to this movie now. I wanted to jump on other ones here. So if, if they're going to go ahead with this, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a really good idea. I've also got a second section of this called Cancel Batman Movies. Cool. Do you want to talk about some cancelled Batman I, movies? I also have a quiz lined up for you as well. Ace. Because you did that to me. So well, What quiz? What quiz? You did the Stan Lee quiz to me. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do a Batman quiz to you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this because I like, I like Batman films, but they need to be done right. Like the Nolan, the Nolan films were, were so good. Some of the Burton films were just great as well. Would you, know, would you like to know what happened to Tim Burton's third Batman film and why it was never made? Uh, because his second Batman film was atrociously bad. Well, yeah, it was basically Warner Brothers were trying to pitch a kids film with super adult themes. Also, the title makes sense. Also based in Christmas, but over summer, all that kind of. Because it was Batman, Batman Returns, mm-hmm. Batman Continues is this yeah, one. Yeah, so this one's called Batman Continues. Um, though the exact title. Uh, is likely buried deep in the vaults of Warner Brothers. Rumor has it that Burton's failed trilogy, bookended, was dubbed Batman Continues. 
So some facts about this, even though, I mean, we talked about this one of the podcasts already. It was the, the, the whole production of Batman Returns was, was riddled with like mistakes and um, it had like too much adult themes in it. Dying DeVito offended with parents as the, as the penguin. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, like basically in a bondage outfit, offended parents too. Um, but in this one, and this, and Batman continues, Marlon Wayne's was cast as Robin. As the Wayne's brothers, as the White Wayne's Chicks. Brothers, as in White Chicks, Marlon Wayne's was cast as Robin. And to this day, he still receives paychecks from Warner Brothers from this. How? So, although Marlon Wayne's never officially suited up as the Boy Wonder, he still gets paid for the movie he didn't make. Um, as the actor revealed in an interview, he was set to star as ba- uh, in Batman Returns, but due to the amount of characters in the oversaturated story, Tim Burton kept Wayne's on the bench and intended to use him in the third Batman movie. Though Wayne's contract continued at Warner Brothers, the unexpected ousting of Burton left the actor in the lurch. When Joel Schumacher came on to make his neon Wonderland in Batman Forever, (laughs) Wayne's was replaced by Chris O'Donnell. Given the amount of legal red tape with with the casting, however, Wayne's received a hefty buyout and still gets paid for his involvement from the Batman franchise in the 1990s. That's amazing. Well done, him. (laughs) <laughs> but he, they were going so to cast a black Robin. I thought that was really progressive, especially in the 90s. especially for the nineties. That was an incredibly bold move, and people were pretty critical of the movies anyway. Not that there's anything wrong with changing the ethnicity of a Robin. No, um, but yeah, I think back then you just wouldn't have expected anything like that. Speaking of another Robin, Robin Williams was supposed to play the Riddler in this film. <laughs> what a segue! He'd have been a class Riddler. Yeah, I mean Jim Carrey was pretty funny. Uh, and Rob he's Williams kind of who I cool. associate as the Riddler now. There's a film, was it One Hour Photograph? Have you seen that film? Yeah. He plays a stalker in it. Robin Williams plays a stalker in it, and it's creepy as fuck. Like, Robin Williams could have done a really good Yeah, Robin Williams would be a great bad guy. He's not alive anymore. R.I.P. What a good actor. Billy D. Williams. So, William December Williams. That is Billy D. Williams' real name, everyone. William December Williams. That's incredible. Who played um, Harvey Dent in the first two films. He did. He was going to officially become Two-Face in this. Before it was taken away from him. Yeah, before Joe Schumacher took it and gave it to Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, that was it. So, yeah, he was going to become Two-Face in this. It was a weird one. That never happened. Also, ultimately, I've got written here a fun little trivia fact. McDonald's, the fast food chain McDonald's, was the final nail in the coffin for this film. Before the film was released in 1992, McDonald's... um, Stop putting it on save battery mode. (laughs) McDonald's featured uh, Batman, Catwoman, and the Penguin on every cup and carton they could find for their Happy Meals. Unfortunately, parents who saw Batman Returns were horrified with the bile-spewing and lecherous Oswald Cobblepot and the S&M portrayal of Catwoman and the casual murderous Batman. When Warner Brothers caught wind of McDonald's frustration, they realized Burton might not be the, the best long-term leader of the franchise. So they asked him. That's amazing. Um, as the director himself admitted, I think I upset McDonald's. They kept asking, what's the black stuff coming out of the penguin's mouth? We can't sell Happy Meals with that. It's blood. Penguin he, blood. He was bleeding. Yeah, right? Because he, I can't remember what happened to him, but yeah, he was... He did not have a good time at the end of that movie. Danny Vito <laughs> was creepy in that, though. Yeah. So creepy. Still, to this day, the reason why I don't eat salmon. Have you seen the, the <laughs> meme that was floating around um, Twitter the other day? Uh, it was like Danny Vito's agent phoning Danny Vito. It was like, Tim Burton's on the phone. He needs a favor. And Danny Vito looks to the side and he's like, don't worry. I'll tell him I'll be there. I'll just go get my top hat. Because <laughs> in every film, he's played this weird, creepy guy with a top hat. And he's in so Dumble good. now with a weird, creepy top hat. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Danny DeVito's class. He will literally do anything. He doesn't care. I love him. 
Um, another Batman film that was uh, shelved before it was had the chance to grow was Batman Unchained. Unchained. Good song by the Zach Brown band. Before Batman <laughs> and Robin arrived in theaters, director Joel Schumacher, who destroyed the franchise, but if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have got yep. Nolan. We wouldn't have got that sweet Robin scene where he hung up his dry cleaning. Yeah, true. Joel <laughs> Schumacher revealed skills. he already gained, uh, uh, he'd already agreed to keep the reins for another sequel. Um, as he told Variety, he always wanted to, he had always planned to make three Batman movies and felt responsible to the cast. I asked these actors to be in these movies and I would just like to say thanks a lot for having them and then move on, said Schumer, uh, Schumacher. However, the problem started long before that. Um, Avika Goldsman, who wrote the screenplays for both Batman Forever and Batman Robin, opted not to return for the installment. The studio then hired Mark, ridiculous name, Protozovich, who came up with the name Batman Unchained. After running through some of the Dark Knight's more famous villains, Protochev, Protozovich, whatever, settled on, <laughs> settled on Scarecrow as the central villain, with Schumacher having suggested Nicolas Cage. That would have been amazing. Play the fear-inducing character. Cam and I watched National Treasure last night. It was amazing. Oh, so good. <laughs> the director said that after making a family-friendly Batman film, he felt he owed the Batman culture a real Batman movie, which included diving deep into Batman's lore with characters like Harley Quinn involved. Very cool. Plans to release Batman Unchained quickly went out the door when Batman and Robin crashed and burned upon release. Fair enough. Changing course completely, Warner Brothers sta- um, started looking into the ideas of making Batman Beyond or Batman Year One, which was kind of what Batman Beyond Batman was. Begins. Yeah, the Batman Begins, yeah. Batman Beyond was the future one, which is Damian Wayne? No, it's not Damian. It's Terry McGinnis. Oh. So I don't, there's a comic series to it as well, and I've, that's the next story. But um, let's talk about this. Nick Cage as the Scarecrow. Amazing. Such a good casting, Would have been right? so good. When you think about it, great casting. Yeah, very good casting. Yeah. And he's so good at being mental anyway. Well, that's it. Yeah. Ba- hey, Batman. Batman. <laughs> he would have been a good Joker. He would have been a really good Riddler. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a good bad guy. Nick Cage <laughs> just brings the ridiculousness to anything he does. That's yeah. so unique. It would have been really cool. That would have been good to see. On Batman Beyond. So Batman Beyond is the, the cartoon series that was really... I think it was re- released as a cartoon before a comic book, which is Batman based in the future. Yeah, it was the anime thing, right? And it's like a retiree Bruce Wayne basically takes on this kid called Terry McGuinness who is playing Batman in the future. And it's a Gotham City that's like, looks like neon Tokyo, like flying cars everywhere. Batman can actually fly. Yeah. He doesn't have a cape anymore. No, he's got wings. Yeah. But it looks really cool and really stylized. And it's one of those films that has like a massive cult following. I remember we had the action figure. I actually think it'd make a really good video game, Batman Beyond. Um, yeah. I think so. I don't know. Maybe in like a PS4 Spider-Man type way now. Yeah, yeah. Rather like than that. the Arkham way. So the Batman Beyond film that was considered, along with considering Batman Year One, which was uh, the Frank Miller story about Batman's origin. Yeah. Warner Brothers also floated the idea of making a Batman Beyond film inspired by the hit animated TV show of the same name. That debuted in 1999. Jesus. So the film, Bruce Tim and Paul Danini's uh, series featured Terry McGuinness, a teenage vigilante who had taken over the mantle of Batman under the tutelage of retired Bruce Wayne. The studio's movie uh, division liked Batman Beyond so much that they wanted to make a live-action version of the big screen and hired Remember the Titans director Boz Yakin to helm the project, with Danini writing the script, who Danini wrote the uh, the TV show. At the time, sources told Variety that a Batman Beyond film didn't interfere with Warner Brothers' plans to continue the fifth Batman movie or Batman Year One. 
That changed quickly, however, by August 2001. Dini told attendees at Wizard World in Chicago, whatever the hell that is. It's a Harry Potter thing, maybe? That, well, this is 2001. Did Harry Potter not come out then? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Wizard World in Chicago, that the studio had shelved the live-action adaptation indefinitely. What's more, later that year, WB Animation cancelled the Batman Beyond animated series. That doesn't mean people have forgotten, though. It has a massive cult following. I loved it as well. I, I, really I remember you did. Beyond. Yeah. I, uh, I think it was on Netflix or it's on Amazon. Like You can watch the Amazon. whole season. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's not great. It's not, I don't... Uh, nah. the, Batman, <laughs> the Batman Warner Brothers uh, cartoon from the 90s originally, that is class. And that holds up. The one with uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah. That is so good. He's... I mean, the first time we see Mark Hamill as the Joker is the Arkham games. And then he... Wait, no, he was, he was a Joker. That, as, no, he was a Joker in the cartoon first. Ah, right. Okay. That's how he got the gig. He was incredible. In the games. He's so good, Mark Really, Hamill. really, really good. I love Mark Hamill. So more, so, more so in Batman now than he is in Star Wars. That's very true. Oh, my God. Fuck him. He was a terrible Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. It's a shame. Yeah. But there's a wee homage to our first episode, by the way. Yeah. First to last. So that's my Batman story. <laughs> you, yeah. you have a quiz for me? I have a quiz for you that I'm is shocked. BuzzFeed quiz. So you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be legit. Especially it's when it says feet. it's the hardest Batman trivia game ever. All right, hit me. Right. So, question one. And I don't know whether or not we'll find out if you're right or not until we're at the end. So, we'll see. The first Batman movie, and you've got options here. Mm-hmm. When was the first movie released? 1943, 1968, or 1966? 66. Bang. Wrong. 1943. Boo! Fuck off. No way. Adam West was the first Batman. Yeah. Was this 43? I think it might. Adam West was not. Unless there was something something before that. Must not be. Must not be Adam West. It's annoying that they don't give details after you find out that you're wrong. What is the Penguin's real name? Batman 43. Just double checking that. Uh, The Penguin's real name is Oswald Cobblepot. He didn't even need the other answers. Who writes the current Batman comic issues? Scott Snyder? Brian Azzarello or Jeff Johns? Jeff Johns. Scott Snyder. God damn it. Jeff Johns is the director. I think he produces them. God damn. Who voiced Batman in seven different cartoon series? You should know this. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Yes, he was, he's the voice of Batman. He is Batman. He is Batman's voice. Who got shot during the killing joke? Uh, that would be Barbara Gordon, who's the Oracle. Nice. We also had Robin or Alfred. No, Barbara Gordon died. No, Which got... of the following exclamations was not used in the 1966-68 TV show? Holy Hadzupa Batman, <laughs> Holy Oleo Batman, or Holy ho- Holy Holy Popsicle Batman. I'm going to go with the second one, whatever Jesus that one was. Christ. What's the second one there? Second one? Holy Holyo Batman, or Holy Hutzpa Batman, or Holy Holy Popsicle Batman. I, like, I, I think that's probably real, that last one. Holy Holy Popsicle, or whatever that is. I'm going to go with B. What's the second one? Holy Oleo. Yeah, do that one. No, it was the last one. Oh, the popsicle one. The popsicle oh, one. Damn it. Was not used. That's so weird. Ugh. Which of the following bad guys has never fought Batman? Victor Zaz, Killer Croc, Clayface, or Tigra? Tigra. Tigra's a Wonder Woman character. Oh, well done. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I didn't recognize. So yeah. I was going to collect that one as well. Where did Harley Quinn meet the Joker? Arkham Asylum. Correct. What was the Huntress's original last name? I don't even know who the Huntress is. You gotta give me some uh, some options. Here. Helena Bertolani, wow, or Helena Wayne. Oh, I only got two options here. So does he have a wife or a daughter? 
Maybe she's another Roman. Well, I'm going to have to go Wayne then because you seem to think it's Wayne. Wayne is correct. Wow. Don't know why. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, what was Barbara Gordon's nickname after she got shot by the Joker? Oracle. Nice. Well done. Straight in there. After leaving his place by Batman's side, Dick Grayson took the name of Nightwing. Yeah, we talked about that. And he became super badass. So badass. With a blue, weird, fucking Nin- Nightwing shaped logo. And nunchucks. And nunchucks. Uh, who broke Batman's back? That was Bane. It was Bane. He broke the back. Uh, what is the date of Bruce Wayne's birthday? <laughs> We've uh, got four options. All right, give me the four options. March 1st. Okay. May 20th. Okay. February 19th. Uh-huh. Or it is never revealed. <laughs> now, holy shit. In Batman Begins, right? He has a birthday. He has a birthday yeah. party. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of weather is it like outside. I think it's early spring, maybe. Maybe late spring. March. <laughs> so it must be maybe March or the May one. Um, is it summer? What time did the sun go down? Uh, it got dark quite early. Let's go March. March 1st yeah. is incorrect. February 19th. God, earlier than that. God damn it. <laughs> February. Oh, weird question. 19th. Rachel Dawes mm-hmm. in Batman Begins sure. is his love interest. Correct. Does she exist in the comic books? Don't think so. Jimmy says no. Jimmy is correct. Jimmy is the man. I don't know how many questions there are. Keep going, man. Keep, keep going. I'm fucking fueled. Who was working with Batman since his debut? Commissioner Gordon or Alfred or Robin? Mm, well, Alfred's always been there. But the Batman Year One story arc is about him and Gordon. But his debut comic book was. Oh, probably Alfred then. Commish. Commish. Commish Gordon. God damn you. He was there before Alfred found out, I Fuck. reckon. Probably. Fuck. Which Robin, you will know this one. Was killed by the Joker. That was Jason Todd Jason in The Killing Todd. Joke. No, Death in the Family. Death in the Family. Death in the family. Who killed Bruce's parents? Ah. We have three options if you'd like them. Is this in the comic books? Uh, I'm assuming so. Because there's different interpretations. It doesn't say. So we've got Jack O'Connor, mm-hmm. Joe Chill, mm-hmm. or the Joker. It was Joe Chill. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Who's Joe Chill? Joe Chill is who killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah, who is he? Just a common thug. He's he's the one who he's the main uh, one people follow in the comics. But he is also in Batman Begins. He's the one who kills him in Batman you, Begins. Oh, I and didn't even know his name. It's a simple street mugging, but it also turns out that maybe the mob were behind it and they paid Joe Chill to do it. Mm. Very good. Uh, another question that we've also answered throughout this uh, episode: before becoming the Robin. Mm. What was Dick Grayson's profession? Nicky no, Butler. Nicky Butler? No. <laughs> no. No, he was a uh, he was a trapeze artist. He trapeze artist. Yeah. They've got here circus acrobat. Wasn't Nicky Butler? It was not. He's got the buns for it. They also had martial arts instructor or baseball player. <laughs> oh, could have loved it. Oh, baseball player. That's baseball, baby. That's baseball, baby. <laughs> they got chicken in Philly? <laughs> <laughs> they got chicken in Philly. Uh, which villain developed a powerful formula capable for turning men into hulking beasts? Oh, that's the joke. Oh, no. Hogan Beasts. That's that's Bane. Bane. Yes. No, fuck. I should have given you the... Uh, wait, Bane, wait, wait. Go back. The then, go back. It okay. wasn't Bane. Give me Which th- villain developed, developed a powerful formula capable of turning men into hulking beasts? Bane, the Joker, or Hugo Strange? God damn it. That's Hugo yeah. bloody strange. That bald bastard. Also features in Gotham. He is. He's class. He's very good. In, he's in... Uh, Arkham as well. City. Is he the, yeah, he's the main bad guy in City. Yeah. 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 So good. Because uh, oh, he, he makes the game. hulking Joker that you find. Do you have that game here? Uh, can might. I might don't have know. to play it. What is the name of Mr. Freeze's wife? 
Deborah? <laughs> no, it's De- not. Deborah. We have Emily, right? Nora or Laura? Uh, yeah, it's Nora. Nora Freeze. I want to say something funny, but I know the right answers. Nora is correct. Yeah. And out of twenty questions, yes, you got fourteen. <laughs> that's an A. That's an A, a plus. A probably. Not an a plus. So would you would you would you say that I'm a fucking Batman genius? You are probably start writing a dissertation on Batman. You probably could if you wanted to. Cut enough We've pretty much done it here. right now in our Google Doc. <laughs> this has been a good one. That's been an hour and a half good, on this podcast. Good ending for your wee podcast stint of before 17 we, episodes. Before we sign off. 19 episodes. Before we sign off, are you watching anything interesting you want to recommend? Because I have. Yes. What? Uh, so I just finished the Ted Bundy stories. Uh-huh. I couldn't get past episode three. I got bored. There's only four episodes. Is there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, you're pretty much finished. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got bored. I, just, I, thought, I found it very slow. Oh, I got very really... Slow. I got really into it. The whole how he how he disappeared and then reappeared in Florida. Yeah, he's weird. Holy shit. You don't just jump out a window and disappear. Yeah. But then he got caught. How and then he, he disappeared again. Yeah, but what ridiculous like who lets a guy who's on fucking trial for being a serial killer hang out on his hang own? Hang out in a library. Yeah, hang yeah. out in a library on his own, like unattended. What I'm looking forward to now though is the Zac Efron adaptation. Yeah, that has Which been, has been getting of... some weird reviews. I uh, it looks I actually good. have you read the reviews about people glorifying him as like like it's bad that they're glorifying Ted Bundy as this like schmoozer. Yeah, but it's also it's art. You can argue that movies are art, and their art that, is meant well, to be it. interpreted. I am. Um, I actually got involved in the whole conversation you know I mean? on Twitter. Like I used our Twitter handle to come back to. A similar thing happened with the movie Pain and Game with The Rock and Mark Wahlberg, where that is a true story about two bodybuilders kidnapping a man and torturing him to give them all his money and assets and they made it into a comedy yeah and they got sued from the actual guy that got tortured because they said how dare you make a comedy out of my worst experience ever really i mean which is fair enough don't make a comedy out it's, of it's someone thing, losing all their money and almost dying also the whole point of ted bundy is he was an absolute sociopathic monster but he looked like a normal guy yeah good looking and he was able to seduce women dennis reynolds and it was yeah he's the dennis reynolds and yeah. zach efron is basically showing you how easy it is to fall for someone like that yeah it's a good concept and one that needs to be told because like films we're going to talk about this in a minute like films like the big short and vice which are very well done they help you put a funny comical twist on a horrible tragedy so you learn how it, how it happened and digest it and then it never happens again. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think what I'm skeptical about is from watching the trailer, it's very close to the wire of being a comedy. It do- I don't know if it is a comedy, but the way that they've shown you types of scenes in the trailer, it seems like they're trying to be a bit funny about it, which I think is why people are being... Like, you're being a bit insensitive because... Yeah. This man killed over 30 women. It's outrageous, man. All across what a, America. What a monster. From Seattle to Florida, just what murdering. What a monster. But his story is fascinating. Oh, it's ridiculous. And if they don't make a, if they don't make fun of it and they treat it well, then I think it would be a good movie. I'm looking, I'll see it regardless. Have you watched anything else? Uh, I finished Titans and I also finished The Punisher. Okay. I've been trying to save money, so I'm spending most of my time inside watching Netflix. That makes sense. All of it, I recommend. Sure. All of it, I gave Netflix's rating, which you can't give star ratings anymore. It's just a thumbs up. Yeah, I don't understand. I quite like the th- the, the the star ratings. They make more sense to me. Yeah, but I highly recommend Titans. It is amazing. 
I'm a big Robin fan, as you probably found out from this podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a detective. He's a detective Grayson in Detroit, and then he gets brought back into the whole Robin verse, Batman verse, and he doesn't reluctantly. And it's it's very good. Is there a Batman villain going back to Batman really quickly? It seems as you're a big Robin fan. Is there a Batman villain we've not seen on the big screen that you'd like to see? Because they've missed out some good ones that I would love to see on screen. Hush is a good one, but um, I'd like to see done well. For example, Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze, yeah, is, totally. Is uh, is the concept has, has could be a really good villain, but was absolutely bastardized by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Penguin could have been good. Penguin was good. Penguin was good. Penguin but was they could good. do another penguin. But they could do a whole gangster, but because the the penguin character is this gangster, crime yeah. lord, um, which they've not really dived into yet. But I think Mister Freeze, even if you don't give him the massive metal suit of armor. You give him, he's, make him a, a mastermind who is like suffering from pneumonia or something, but giving him some sort of yeah some drive. I think that would. I that think the Rid- really well. The best adaptation for the Riddler is in Gotham. Really, it is incredible, and the guy that plays him looks remarkably like Jim Carrey, uh, but he doesn't play him like Jim Carrey. Mm. He is a forensics. I think he's forensics oh, in the I've in the yeah, Gotham PD. This. I have seen this, and basically a series of events turns him a little bit mental and he's got a dual personality yeah. where he's nice Ed Nigma, but then his other personality comes in and he's the Riddler. So he's like my battle personality disorder. So it's, it's like split, incredible. Like yeah. Split. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. That's probably the best. I'd like to see that in movie form. I just want to see a better version of Mr. Freeze that isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, prepare for the ice age. There's one in Gotham, but he's kind of like a throwaway, okay. which is a shame. Anyone else? You, um, have you, uh, in the Arkham games, you see Man, Man Bat. Man Bat. Is that <laughs> yeah. what I'm going to say? Man Bat. Because you kind of see him in the Ben Affleck movie. Do you? Yeah. Uh, when he's just before he looks, every, looks up the Justice League on his computer, he's asleep and he has this dream scene where he goes into his mom and dad's crypt and the, the Martha Wayne. Uh, crypt yeah. starts crumbling away oh, and he's like what yeah. the fuck and then man bat comes out and attacks him yeah. and then he wakes up that's an odd film man. and just then flash comes so over. much into that film and he's like ah, she's the she's the one fucking hell anyway moving on to back band of christian bale who was a really good batman i watched vice last week cool um dick cheney dick <laughs> dick cheney being a big dick as well being a big fucking swinging dick um i liked it I liked the film. Cool. And Christian Bale was fantastic in it. Winning an Oscar, potentially. Probably, and deserves to win an Oscar for it, I'm not going to lie. Um, and a- even Amy Adams, who plays his wife, deserves to win an Oscar for it as well. Wow. Horrifying story. Is it? It's. I mean, Adam McKay, who does it, he directed and wrote it. He also did The Big Short. So I'm comparing it to The Big Short because it's, it's tackling similar themes. It's taking a tragedy, which kind of doesn't, which kind of you don't really know an awful lot about, turning it into a film, injecting humor into it so you can relate to it, and then dropping bombs all around you so it's quite shocking to see like the outcome of what actually happened with Dick Cheney mm. when he was in office, like what happened during the uh, recession in the big shorts. Because um, Nick Scarpino, he went to see it, and he said that having grown up in the 80s, mm-hmm. he didn't realize this was what was actually going on. No, I mean, this, the, the best thing about it was it educates you. Like, I, you discover a whole part of uh, Washington 
that Dick Cheney was involved that you didn't know was happening. Wow. A huge Republican arm that was injecting money into oil and into uh, the government, into the army and into uh, the war funds and stuff. And how Dick Cheney was basically a puppet master behind it all. Like because he, he's got a gay daughter and it stops him from running for office back in the day. And he then uses his time as vice, vice president to, to George W. Bush, who is a moron, played so well by, um, uh, what's his name? No. Mark, uh, Mark Rockwell. Rockwell. Rockwell, what's his name? Mark Rockwell. I don't know. <laughs> uh, IMDb, IMDb. 7.1 out, 7. out of 10 on IMDb. Is that good? Uh, we have Steve Carell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Okay. Sam Rockwell. Oh, he plays George Bush. Yeah, he plays George, George Bush. George W. Such a good job of playing George W. as well. I think he's up there. He's, he's been. Oh, he's the kid from uh, Free Billboards. Yes. Nice. I think he's been nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor as well at the Oscars. Very cool. He does such a good job. But Cheney basically sees an opportunity in this Muppet running the country, and Cheney can basically be the puppet master behind the Muppet. And it's very, very enlightening. And the caveat at the beginning of the film saying um, not much is known about Dick Cheney even we had to do our homework but we've done our fucking best holy shit yeah that's what they say and it's great like the way it's shot uh, injects humour into it to actually ease the tension um, Adam McKay is obviously a very good director you gotta remember this is the guy that directed and wrote Anchorman oh that, no way yeah okay no and, he, and then no he went way. off to do the big short and now this so I got a lot of time for him um, I think the big short is a better film is Sorry, just I'm flicking through the photos. Is this a fat suit or did he put on? No, Christian Bale put on that because white there's a photo of him at the red carpet event and he is skinny as. Yeah, Christian Bale's a chameleon, man. He falls into those rules. That's unbelievable. Yeah, right. He looks so healthy there, and then in the picture of him as Dick Cheney, he looks like Dick Cheney. <laughs> it, it's outrageous. It's how unbelievable much, how much weight he put on. There are scenes where he plays young Dick Cheney and he's actually he's got less weight on him. He's got more hair. So they've obviously de-aged him in, in whatever at some stage. But de-aging in every movie now. <laughs> he is... Uh, Christian Ooh. Bale deserves the Oscar for this. He's done so well. Budget? Yeah. 60 million. Not even that much, man. Really? For a for a biopic, maybe. Actually. Opening weekend, 7 million. Really? Ouch. Grossing USA, 42.5 million. Oh, it's not so doing it's not well. done well. It's not doing well. Even though it's up for Oscars. It, it, it's been critically panned I didn't know it was out, to be fair. It, yeah, it's been critically panned at times. They I, didn't, I don't think they did a terribly good job marketing this movie. Because I had no idea about it. The, I oh, knew more about the Churchill see, one than I did about this. I thought the trailer for it, the trailer sold me on it because um, the trailer was so well cut. But then I've never seen the trailer because oh, I feel like they're marketing We're it. watching the trailer of it after this because it's so good. Yeah, okay. Um, right, well, that's me. If, if you want to move a recommendation for the day on my last podcast for a while, go watch Vice. Not the best film, but really good. Um, and it's not as good. It's like the big short, but not as good. If you, but that's the, a good way yeah. to kind of compare it to because it's, it's um, Adam McKay doing it. Nice. Yeah. That'll do it. That will do it. Uh, are you done, Roar? I'm done. Are, um, you, are, you, are you reluctant to finish the end of the pod? Again? No, <laughs> no. For roughly an hour, uh, the last hour and a half, everybody, you've been listening to Kettle Who, the podcast where we talk fun stuff in movies, TV shows, and video games with the odd celebrity pr- impression thrown in there for our good humor. We only managed to do... We tried to do Marco Kine. Marco Kine. I did was a, only 16 I did a, what, what did I do? Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You did, yes. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. That was awful. Uh, prepare for the ice age. Cool off. Cool off. What was that movie we watched the other day? 
Uh, that was The Running Man. The Running, <laughs> the Man. running Man. If I was one-liners from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Watch The Running Man. Class. Watch <laughs> The Running Man. If, or, or just go back and watch Better. Or Commando. Commando's so good as well. Or Cam and I last night, as well as National Treasure, we watched Roadhouse, which is a great movie. I've never. I, I, I'm reluctant to watch it just because Family Guy paid watch it such it, a joke. And I won't tell you why. Roadhouse, so Roadhouse is about Patrick Swayze, and he is called a cooler. Which is a bouncer, yeah, head bouncer yeah. that cools everyone off and makes a dive bar into yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah. It escalates so quickly after one fight, and it's hilarious. You d- you're just like, did he just he he just did that? Okay, Jesus. And then Patrick Swayze goes off on a fighting spree and goes into a big mansion. And there's a fight in a mansion. It's watch it. It's hilarious. Patrick Swayze is an odd man. No, he's not. He's amazing. He's an odd man. He's what I base myself on as a surfer. <laughs> he's point. Yeah, he's point break. Yeah, he is. So good. I love that reference in, uh, in Thor. Uh, also, so, no, back to um, uh, Arnold. The best Arnold film out there? You know what it is? The best Arnold film? Uh, Kindergarten Cop? Correct. Oh, really? <laughs> Zach is not a poo-poo head. <laughs> Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> good film. Anyway, on that, guys, sign off, Roy. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Zach is not a poo-poo head. <laughs> <laughs>